If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. Top of the morning to you on this wonderful St. Patrick's Day, and welcome to the Pot Askew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's going on, brah? Oh, top of the morning to you. How are you? I'm good, man. It's St. Patrick's Day in the East Coast, and let me tell you, they don't fuck around out, out here. <laughs> I don't fuck around over here either, but that's why I'm staying in. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Same reason I'm doing, too. All right, so in in term uh, per St. Patty's tradition, CJ and I are going to crack open our fucking beers. What are you drinking today? Guinness, brother. You got to have Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. Well, I don't. I have Boddington's, but right. I still like Boddington. So yeah. I'm not, you know me. I'm not a big beer drinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you you crack yours, and I'll crack mine. Ooh, shit. I'm pouring the fuck. It's all like banana from this. It does have reason. a banana. Boddington's does have a bit of a banana flavor to it. Well, it smells like banana. It should because it, yeah. <sighs> Doesn't seem very Irish, but okay. Well, I mean, I was I wasn't expecting potato either, but all right. Man, it's all had and uh, let's let's get foaming. Let it. Mine's got to settle, see? So there you go. Right well, there. mine's got to settle, too. Just... Yeah, but see, Guinness, you pour fast and let it settle. You probably can't see it. But see how it's yeah. getting darker? Yeah. It does that. Yeah, you can fucking hang it. You could uh, put a penny on yours. This is a glass made of crystal directly from the brewery in Dublin. Fucking A. Yeah. This is a glass that I took from my mom's dishwasher. Um, <laughs> it is imported glass. Um, That's a pretty cool looking some, glass, though. I like that glass. 
it's I think it's Deutsch. It's uh, I think it is. Yeah. Spaten Mietchen. Yeah, it sounds German. Ah, well, that uh, safe. No. <laughs> So it's St. Patrick's Day, and here we are, and we, in our normal spirit of Podeskew, we're going to be discussing some St. Patrick's Day movies, or not St. Patrick's Day movies, but Boston-centric, since that's where the the American Irish seem to come from primarily. (laughs) (laughs) And on top of that, because, I mean, CJ is raised Irish, I have like a little bit of Scottish in me that really is kind of the extent of like oh yeah i got some right um but my dad's from massachusetts so that's that's my connection to say patty's i guess yeah and then we tried to get your dad to come on and a little bit of little bit of cold feet but that's okay we're not gonna hold that against him and oh i will no well you can (laughs) i'm not gonna do that but uh i uh I'm not gonna hold against him. Let it. I'm digging the hat, by the way. Do you like the hat look? I'm thinking. I like. Might... I, I like it. You yeah. Just don't you should have figured out you had a niche before you fucking had before we had Mike finish the logo. Well, right. Yeah. Now Here. all of a sudden you want to be creative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which reminds sure. me. Oh, cheers. Happy to you, brother. All right. So. Which reminds me, we have to figure out our one year anniversary is coming up soon. We got to figure out what we're going to do for that. But, um, cocaine and hookers. Yeah, that wouldn't go well on my end. Um, <laughs> my on your end. Oof. So, um, that aside, so let's start this conversation. I think with a little bit of history about the day itself. What do you think? And then we'll get into the more fun stuff. You probably know more than all, more than I, but although I have actually had two customers yesterday tell me that St. Patrick wasn't Irish. Um, well, let me see. I, ha- I Honestly, my knowledge comes from Wikipedia, which I have open. So if you give me a second, I can probably answer that question for you. Okay. Well, he was a bishop in Ireland. Ah, no, he's... He's British, Roman British. Mm. I don't know what that means. I've never heard that term before. Let me see. Sounds here. Like, it sounds like he's an Italian English person. Yeah, maybe. Hey, Seth, there's Roman. my connection to uh, St. Patty's. Is he was a Dago, or at least half a Dago? <laughs> All right, Roman British means it was the area of the island of Great Britain that was governed by the Roman Empire from 43 to 410 A.D. And it composed of the whole of England and part of Wales and part of southern Scotland. So I'm not sure how that delineates when he was alive, meaning St. Patrick, but. Fuck it, he's Italian. He's Italian. Fuck it, he's Italian. Um, that it said, um, but he was. The reason we celebrate on. Jesus, you chugging much? You know what? It is like twelve thirty or something. I think if I can get away with getting a buzz, I'm going to do it on St. Patty's. All right, I'm doing that after we we get done. Anyway, um, so tradition though says that the reason we celebrated on March 17th is that that was the day he he died and was buried. So basically, everyone who celebrates St. Patrick's Day is. 
celebrating his death by drinking and acting like a fool. Well, I'm sure that's not how it started. <laughs> but yes, at this point, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, fucking. Well, okay. So let's let's back up a little bit. So Patty's Day, St. Patrick's Day is really more of a religious holiday than a drinking mm-hmm. holiday. I can't speak for the rest of the world, but I feel like America's turned it into a drinking holiday. Whereas right. previously it was more of a religious um, observance. And there's a lot of religious observances. I know you're not practicing, and, and, and I don't either, but I at least remember my history. <laughs> you know, so. Right. Um, now, according to this, he lived from 385 to 461 AD. And going back to the other thing about the Roman thing, the Roman Britain thing, that was from 43 to 410. So he would have been alive during that time period, which is why he's being labeled Roman Britain, I guess. So, but he wasn't. So he's not Italian by blood. He's he's so he's he's English. He's probably he's, just British. yeah. He's probably just British, but he was in England when it was uh, run by the Romans. So so it makes sense that I'm drinking a fucking English beer then. I think so. I think you're All you're right. handling that part of his heritage, and I'm handling the Irish part of it by drinking. Guinness. And he's he's a fake Italian, so I get that. F- we both get that. There, well, you're not. You're you're more of a fake Italian than I am. Well, not really. Yeah, you kind of are. Okay, well, whatever. Um, you're a fake Italian in reverse, in a weird roundabout <laughs> way. A reverse fake Italian. That's yeah. a thing. I, I, uh, yeah, I think it's called Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's. I mean, look, there there are those that are like, oh wow, I I didn't know that. Like, like Robert De Niro is only a quarter Italian, but he's always regarded as Italian American. Right. He's mostly like Irish and German and uh, Welsh. Now beer's getting to you, isn't it? <laughs> well, I fucking pounded that shit. Yes, you I did. That, Jesus, I pounded that like better than Trump did to Stormy Daniels. Ooh. Oh, you know he didn't do shit. He was just like, okay, get on, go. <laughs> uh, here's something interesting. Apparently, so, what? I, again, I know you're not a practicing Catholic or never really were, but no. do, do you know what Lent is? Yeah. Okay. And do you know what the concept of Lent is where you give up something? You give up, you give up something stupid for 40 days and 40 nights because... Everything in in Catholicism and, and religion is always forty for some reason. Well, yeah, there's a lot of that. That's Four, a whole other forty days, forty nights. Yeah. Uh, didn't fucking Moses wander the fucking desert for forty years? Yeah, and Jesus was lost in the desert for forty days. So see, yeah. like it's something about forty. What? It's always that exact fucking number. I don't think. Look, Moses was lost. I'm sorry. He just needed fucking directions. And he was too proud to ask for directions. Someone actually did a whole map quest, like what it would actually take, how long it would take for someone to walk from A to B. In wherever 40 the fuck years. Yeah, it's not 40 years. It takes like uh, like maybe two weeks. Right. The The story is the 40 years was punishment for the um, Israelites, well, the the Jews, because they weren't Israelites yet, but the the the... Hebrews, that's the actual word, the Hebrews for um, worshiping the golden calf while Moses was up on Mount Sinai getting the Ten Commandments. And that was the Which 40 years. He, he was told about it by a burning bush that no one else saw 
at a voice that no one else heard. Okay, we're I not. Think you, I, no, no, no. He was burning some other type of bush. That's some bullshit. <laughs> we're not here to debate the merits of the story. I'm just telling you what the story is. Um, and I'm it's not. It's a saying, nice story. I, it's my favorite fictional fucking story. My point to all of that was that apparently there were restrictions during Lent back in the day on drinking alcohol and on St. Patrick's Day they're lifted. And that's where the drinking on St. Patrick's Day has come from. That's the Oh, it's the cheat day. Basically, yeah. It's because St. Patrick's Day always falls during Lent, no matter what. It's sometimes it's closer to the beginning, sometimes it's closer to the middle, but it always falls somewhere during Lent just because of when the Lent falls in the Roman Catholic calendar. And so this is your day, regardless of what day of the week it is, to be able to basically, like you said, cheat day. And Ash Wednesday is sort of was near, but was recent. So it was last week. Yeah, is Ash Wednesday part of Lent? I guess I don't. Yes, I honestly don't know. It's the kickoff of Lent. It is the first day of Lent. Got it. Ash Wednesday. So, so basically, you you get to walk around with an ash cross on your forehead. Yep. For for a while. For a and day. Then it usually for, only lasts a day. I've seen people have it for like three or four days. Well, then maybe they're getting more because usually the first time you take a sh- or they're not showering because as soon as you wash your face, it comes off like that. So. Ew. Well, that's that's another conversation. But anyway, go ahead with what your point was. I was just because I, I a friend of mine I saw like most of the thing I, I, a photo of him with fucking shit on his forehead. Um, what is the point of Ash Wednesday? Oh God! Now you're testing my knowledge because I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it's something <laughs> to do with it has something to do with the burning of palms. So you know, you, you know what Palm C- Palm Sunday is. You've heard that term. No, it's the Sunday before Easter, and it has something to do with Passover, I think. And I'd have to start looking this stuff up. But the they every year you're supposed to get new palms on Palm Sunday, and you burn the previous year's palms, and that's the ashes you use for Ash Wednesday. Got it. And it's all connected somehow. I don't remember the details off the top of my head. Which is sad because in going back to St. Patrick's Day, my high school was a Roman Catholic high school and our and our mascot was a fighting Irish. So there you what, go. Is there is there a not fighting Irish? I yeah. I'm, is <laughs> yeah. is there a docile Irish? After the movies I've seen over the last two days, no. No. <laughs> Um, right, we'll let's talk about that. that. Let's talk well, about the fucking movies you saw. Do you want to get into the movies first, or did you, I know there's some stories you wanted to share. Do you want to save those for later? I'll save them for later. Let's, let's okay. We'll, 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 yeah. So, in the spirit of this, I went and did the you know Boston movie marathon and watched uh, Goodwill Hunting, The Departed, mm. and The Fighter. Now. To set that up, I had seen Departed once before. I had seen Goodwill Hunting once before. The fighter was a first view. I'd never seen Good. that before. So, all right, let, let's talk about. We'll, we'll do it in that order. Let's do Goodwill Hunting. So, what are your thoughts on Goodwill fucking hunting? I've liked it. I liked it before. I liked it again. Um, I, you know, I'm gonna sound like I'm panhandling or. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The 
question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Panhandling, pandering. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our, our Lord and Savior, Kevin Smith, is an executive producer on that movie. So he was responsible for it really getting made. Well, exactly. That's kind of where I was getting. And so I, you know, I think, I don't know. I, you know me. Anything Kev does, I try to give, you know, credit to, and I probably hold it in a different light than, say, a, just a general movie. So, mm-hmm. um, there is that. Hey, um, that aside, going back to to what we were talking about with with um, Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting. I yeah, I liked it a lot. I think I think it deserved what it won in terms of awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Affleck Rob, definitely. Robin Williams for best uh, actor, best supporting actor. Um, Matt and, and Ben for screenplays. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was good, and I think Affleck definitely got like dental work done after they got the money from that because that's pretty obvious. But yeah, he he had his teeth caps. Um, but you know that aside, he it, it's it's a good movie. It's fun. His little brother's annoying as shit, but I think that's the idea. Yeah, Casey Affleck is definitely supposed to be obnoxious in that movie. And to be fair, they're all kind of obnoxious with really the exception of will will right. is the least obnoxious but even skylar fucking his british girlfriend uh mini driver is kind of obnoxious in a very attractive way i think i think that's the one small problem no pun intended that i had with that movie is she looks too old to be the age she was playing i could agree with that um she looks uh, like she's about 26 Whereas, I would have put her closer to thirty, visually speaking, and considering she was, you know, like supposed to be like twenty-two, you know. Yeah. Look, look, but did did she do a good job? Yes, I have no objection to the job she did. I'm just saying, I don't know that it was good casting. I just remember watching, and I'm like, fucking, what's his face? Will is supposed to be turning twenty or twenty-one yeah, at the end of the movie. He, by the end of the movie, he turns twenty-one. Yeah. So he and his friends have just been like in a bar drinking underage the whole fucking time. Well, see, all right. So I can't speak to that specifically, except that I know people from South Philly. Now that's more Italian than than Irish. Oh, However, right. the same I think the same concepts apply in that if you know the local bar, like they know you, you know, from running around on the town, they're not gonna card you they're not they know who you are they're still gonna let you come in they're gonna let you drink you know what i'm saying like there's that almost there's that camaraderie kind of thing of family. like hey almost family you know like i i agree 
Can, now, can you hear the for our listeners? Uh, you may not, or you may or may not hear this, but like, there's also band practice going here at the same time. So I think they're just like we might. You guys might hear music in the background. Well, right now I'm not hearing nothing, so I don't think so. Okay. Well, at some point, I might ask Steph to open the window so you guys can hear it for if if it comes in. Okay. Steph, I mean, Steph did a great job getting you that microphone she got you because that's noise canceling. It's really, really does a good job. So kudos mm-hmm. to Steph on that one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the concept of the movie. I like the concept of the genius. I like watching Selick get his ass kicked by Will. I know Selick's not his name, or Savick. Savick. He, it's the same guy who plays the the doctor from Thor and Avengers. It's Stellan oh, Skarsgård. Oh, Sel- Selvik. Selvik, that's it. Thank you. Uh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, I liked watching him watch and get his ass kicked. You know, mentally, verbally, verbally and mentally. Um, um he's yeah, I, I, I he's he's underrated that movie. He's always because he is essentially the antagonist yeah. in a weird way. But but also a support character in that he wants he I th- you feel like because I agree with you there's an antagonist type of thing but he also wants what's best for Will like there's right. like that double double thing going on. If we're really being honest, the biggest antagonist is Will himself. He oh is, sure. You know you know he is both the protagonist and the antagonist. He just has to duke it out himself. Yeah. And. I mean, obviously, it can't be a fucking two-hour movie of him punching himself in the face repeatedly. <laughs> but um, I, I mean, we ought to talk about the gem. I mean, honestly, I mean, kudos to uh, Matt Damon and even Ben Affleck and Stellan Skarsgård and Mini Driver. But Robin Williams is oh. the fucking heart of this. Yeah, movie. and it was, and for me, it was hard because I haven't watched that movie since he died, and yeah. not on it's not on purpose. It just hasn't been. So right. it 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 sucks. <laughs> it sucks, man. He's such a good performance, and he's so heartfelt and genuine, and and yet still you know, so Robin. Like there's still yeah. Robin within that character. You know, there's glimmer, there's glimmers of Robin for yeah. sure. And but, and there, there's that part where he's talking about his wife about how she farts in her sleep. Yeah. Well, not that just was that, all but that. The chief, the chief in this, when he calls him chief and he calls him sport, like that, I guarantee you that wasn't in this script. I, I'm willing to put down a, an amount of money that that's, that was Robin and they went, okay, stay with that. You know what I mean? Because that's something he uses in his standup all the time when he's referring to his kids. I agree. I also think that it, whether it is a Massachusetts thing or not, it comes off like it could be a Massachusetts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like it could be like a Southie. I don't know. I don't know Southie or, or Massachusetts. I mean, I do, but not to the extent of like what I would know they would call each other. Like I know what fucking Jimmy's are, but like, right. You know, but I think I, it was what I like about him using those is I felt like that was his way of showing dominance without being aggressive. That's he was, I, yeah, I, I, I can agree. It's him showing alpha. Without, I mean, just, but without, without being, being confrontational or being confrontational even really. Like he right. didn't. Yeah. Well, he, he passed that test when it was just the two of them just sitting there for waiting like, for the time to take away. Yeah. For like two or three sessions. But yeah. Well, that part where he's talking about his wife, 
farting in her sleep. That was all improvised. And you could was see it? you could see Matt Damon like really, struggling to yeah. breathe because that was not fucking planned. And you could actually see the camera shake a little bit when it does a close-up of Matt Damon. You could see the camera just sort of vibrate because the cameraman is pissing himself laughing so fucking hard. Right. What I do like about it, and to take it back to something like Clark's for a minute, is that it does have that independent movie feel. And I do like that about it. I know it's a, a Miramax picture, but so was... See, that's the difference. Clerks wasn't ultimately released via Miramax. I think Miramax ended up backing Goodwill before the shooting started. Am I correct in that? Would you know? I can look it up, but I thought you might know. I think Mir- Miramax was a was behind Goodwill Hunting, whereas Clerks was bought by Miramax later. Exactly. That's my point. And so, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. But it still has that vibe of what Clerks had. Do you know it what has I'm a saying? Miramax clock. Ha- and the weird thing is it does have a Harvey Weinstein kind of feel to it. Well, they all kind of, be- yeah. Without being negative. Like, it has that, there's just that you look at it, you're like, okay, that's Miramax. Like, you could just tell. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know what uh, another fucking Miramax movie at the top of my head. They're chasing all, Amy. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like Chasing Amy, where it's bit. like it's it's small. You got Ben Affleck. Someone's in love, and someone's pissed off. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, um, but I'm with you. I think um, a lot of what makes that movie great is the the interactions between Robin Williams and Matt Damon, because Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were they made this movie to become known. Like well, this right. was their big break, right? And and a movie that I compare it to a lot for that, but it didn't get the awards that this movie got was Swingers, because Swingers is very similar for John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. They did a very much the same thing, you know. They they weren't getting roles. They were having trouble getting roles, so they wrote their own movie and yeah. off they go. Now, well, it, go- it goes even back to Rocky. Rocky was the one who did that first. True. True, but I just I was thinking pairings, but you're right. Yeah. Um but no, you're absolutely right. I think I think the good thing about well the difference I should say between Swingers and and Goodwill Hunting is that Swingers didn't get the accolades. At least not in the at the level that Goodwill Hunting got them. It, Swingers is a cult classic whereas Goodwill Hunting is a classic. Right. But it's Swingers not, is not a fantastic fucking movie and that's one we could deep dive another day but that's you know yeah um one i really enjoy too but yeah no the movie's good i like i like the i liked all of it i love <laughs> i loved when he sent ben to the interview um charlie or chucky chucky yeah chucky when he sends chucky that to part, the interview that to me that part kind of seems like the most out of place scene for me personally well it's, it it is kind of out of place but i think it I think it was, if I'm being honest, I think they did it to let Ben flux his muscle a little bit because he doesn't get a whole lot of that throughout the rest of the movie. Well, he he flexes his. You talk about his acting chops when you yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. say muscle. It, yeah, I mean, I, it was. I think he was fine. I think that whole movie did not need that scene. I think he was funny throughout the film, and I think he was serious throughout the film when he needed to be. Oh yeah, I and don't, I, that scene. To me, that scene is the weakest part of the movie. And maybe that's so, but I don't think it brings the movie down as opposed Although, to... it is funny to hear him go, retainer. 
retainer. Yeah, it's it's and then he's got the fucking comb over, which he doesn't really need because he's got a full head of hair. But the way he's got it slicked over and stuff, it's just it's just funny. To me, I enjoyed it. I get the I get the point you're making, and I can't argue against it. But I enjoyed the scene. So I still think I think he's at his funniest where he's yelling at Casey Affleck over yeah. like a burger. Like they're like, "Can I go on a, a fucking hamburger?" He's like, "Here's your fucking sandwich." Yeah, we'll do a layaway. You can pay me money. We'll leave it up on the dashboard. It'll be here. It'll be fine. I'll be waiting for you. When you get when you're done with your when you get you, you give me a six cents every fucking day, and then eventually you'll get your goddamn sandwich. I want my fucking sandwich. Here's your fucking sandwich. Will you stop trucking off in my mother's bedroom? Well, I, I don't got a I got a VCR in my house. Tell me you did not fucking chuck it in my goddamn my little league uh, glove. It's like yeah. no, I didn't. I just use it for the cleanup. That's nuts. It was weird for me to see Benny. That was the weird part for me. Um, so Benny? the fourth guy in the crew, so not Damon or either Affleck, is one of the guys from Days and Confused. Oh really? Yeah. Um, how well do you remember that movie? Not well at all. Okay. Well, he's one of the seniors that's going around and, you know, trying to kick the shit out of the freshmen. But right um, his character's name is Benny. So anytime I see him in anything, I just think Benny. I know that's not his real name, and I'm sure he doesn't appreciate that. But um, Do you like apples? Oh, God. Applesauce, well, bitch. <laughs> well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? Yeah, I fucking, that's a good it's a stupid fucking cheesy line, but it so works so well because you're seeing this tough Irish Boston kid be like, "Hey, you like apples? Yeah. Well, how you like them apples? Like, See, and and you, you tell me what you think, but the scene from Jay and Son Above Strike Back actually kind of ruined that part for me a little bit. Well, that's yeah, I I agree because I saw Strike Back before I saw Good Will Hunting. Okay, I, I so did I. So. For when that scene came up, I mean, it actually kind of made it more interesting because, because I was like, I know I never seen Good Will Hunting, so I'm watching this pseudo sequel spoof scene, and then seeing Good Will Hunting, I'm like, oh, this is actually fucking funnier now because it's applesauce, bitch. I kind of want the sequel now. I kind of want that sequel, not a sequel, but that sequel. Hunting season. Yeah, you know, um, but bro. Only but, What's only that? if Casey Affleck comes back and is even more obnoxious and jerking off on like Little League, <laughs> like he's just he's just jerking off on the Little League plate. Well, and I don't know how to transition away from that, but I will tell you that <laughs> Rob, Robin, I think, gives the best line in the movie. Um, ben has the best monologue, in my opinion, um, and I'll get to that in a second. But Robin has the best line in the movie. When he's reading the note at the end, and he's like, "Son of a bitch, stole my line." But the way he delivered was, it, and that was improvised. Was it really? See, that, that doesn't surprise me because it's Robin, and it's Robin. They literally could have just said, "Robin, you're a doctor. You're like a, a, a psychologist, and go." And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really, they could have. He's that good, <laughs> you know. So, um. But I think Ben's got. Go ahead. There's one part where he is yelling at Stellan Skarsgård. He calls on mathematical dick. Yeah. yeah. It's not about that, you mathematical, mathematical dick. dick. You're trying to fuck him up, or you're trying to fuck me up. Yep. Yep. 
Um, but the the best monologue has got to be when there when it's Ben and Will, so Chucky and Will standing outside the construction site, and he goes into the whole thing about you know what the best part of my day is. And we're back. Well, tax season's here, folks, and you know. Hi there. Whoa, where'd you come from? April here to tell you about the tax filing software from Tax Act. Uh, seriously, were you like hiding behind my desk? Seriously, Tax Act makes it easy to get your maximum refund. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Switch to Tax Act today and you can start for free. Or as we say at Radioland, subtle. Tax Act. Tax Act. File for less and get more. See taxact.com for details. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. And that whole monologue. I think yeah, it's, I I, I, it's really good. I like that a lot. And, and I would say some of, I mean, Kevin has said this before, and I do agree that Ben does a scene at the end of the movie where he realizes his best friend's yeah. gone, where he has this look on his face, which is just, he's my, he's gone. My friend's gone. Like, he didn't say goodbye. He just left. And it's what I wanted, but it's still shocking and heartbreaking. And Ben does a very good job. But, I mean, we got to give credit to Matt. Matt Damon. Oh, yeah, of course. Is, you know, he's, he's learning some acting chops in here. And the part where, I mean, it's really, it's, it's really fucking sad because it's probably Williams is dead. But, like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Will. It's not your fault. You're yeah. just like, oh, that's fuck. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, that's Oh, a, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's just like, and you just see, I, there's this part where he just, Matt tries to, or Will tries to brush up. Like, I know, I know. He's like, no, 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 you don't. That's not your fault. Like, and he's just like, he shrugs it. Like, yeah, I know. It's like, no, no, you don't. It's not your fault. You know what I see a lot of from that, like, later is rounders. I feel like we don't get Matt Damon that we get in rounders if it wasn't for Goodwill Hunting. That's my opinion. I would agree. I would also say we would not have gotten his creepy but still excellent performance in The Talented Mr. Ripley. I didn't see that, so I can't speak to that. Oh, shit. Uh, that's probably the closest you'll ever see Matt Damon be a fucking bad guy. Like a yeah, villain, he, rarely, like. he rarely plays, like, and actually, well, and let's, I know you wanted to do him in, in the order I watched, but let's skip to the fighter first, because I don't have a whole lot to say about it, except that, uh, sure. I mean, except it's good. I liked it a lot. I, I, um, I, do you like boxing movies? I do. If they're, if they're well done, some of them aren't so good. Some of them are better, you know, obviously Rocky, you know, even some of the Rocky ones aren't as good as some of the other ones, but that's sure. a whole nother <laughs> debate and conversation, but like no, 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 yeah, I agree. But generally speaking, like yeah, I like. I mean, I even like that. What was it called? I think Real Steel. It was Hugh Jackman, and it was robots boxing. But it was actually a really oh. good movie. Okay, you know, so it, you know, it, I saw that look like fuck you. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't. I, no, you're, you're, you're reading into it. Um, I don't have a fuck you. I just have a fuck you face. 
Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> so, no, but yeah, I, I do in generally. Um, I, I don't watch them all. Like, I didn't like the one that Eastwood directed. Um, uh, the Only Dollar Baby? Yeah, I didn't. I'm not saying it was bad, but I didn't enjoy it as much as other ones. Uh, that's fair. I mean, no, it's wrong, but I, I, I can appreciate your... It's wrong? Your, Why is it wrong? That's a really good fucking boxing movie because it actually talks about the mechanics of boxing. It's not just underdog fighting. It's 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 less about boxing, but it, when it does talk about boxing, it's all about the proper way of standing and fighting like a boxer. Because yeah, I know no. people that have like watched Rocky... And think they're gonna fucking go in the ring by like studying his movements, like chasing chickens and shit. Yeah, yeah. But really, you know, million dollar baby and the fighter, I will say, is mo is really accurate. Yeah. Oh, and I I would argue Cinderella Man was pretty accurate. I think it was pretty well. It, it's accurate. It's embellished. It's all obviously, you know, not the story. I'm talking about the to your point. Well. It is, but it's only relevant for like the twenties and the thirties. Okay, well, that's fair. I can, I can. Like boxers I, don't do that shit anymore. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like I, 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 know I actually saying. enjoyed Cinderella Man better than Million Dollar Baby. I'm not telling you it's a bad movie. I'm telling you what I enjoyed better. Well, out of those two, yeah, I agree. Cinderella Man is a better movie than Million Dollar Baby, but Million especially because the ending to Million Dollar Baby just, I, I hated it. I mean, I. Yeah. And sitting down with key lime pie? No, I mean, step further back than that. Like, what? Oh, yeah. 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 For those who haven't seen it, yeah. You know, so, and I know we usually spoil shit, but there's just no point. That's a movie you don't really want to spoil, though. Okay. I'm fine with that, but I'm saying. You know, all right, fine. Fuck it. Morgan Freeman gets anally raped by a goddamn Jaguar. I'm sorry. That's just the end of the movie. We saw drastically different movies. <laughs> It cost him a million dollars. That's why it's called Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, I think you were watching the wrong movie, my friend. Or was I? Was I right watching the right movie? <laughs> okay, but um, that aside, I I am a very mild boxing fan in mm-hmm. general. So I've watched boxing. Like I don't usually get like pay per views, and I'm not like, oh my god, the next big thing. But I've watched some fights, and I've enjoyed some fights. So Mickey Ward uh-huh. is somebody I was familiar with. I knew that name, you know, and I I'd seen him fight. And I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I going into the movie was not aware. I knew it was a true story. I was not aware it was about Mickey Ward, if that makes sense. So like I knew I knew it was based on true story, but I didn't put together that it was that that guy. Do you know the what I'm pride saying? of lol. Right. So it it was night, nice, and I've seen Mickey Mickey. Mickey Ward fight like I've actually seen some of his fights so it was it was cool to kind of see now I saw if you remember the I wouldn't call it a post credit scene but the like the the thing they put up on the screen that they usually do with true stories like so and so is now doing this that kind of thing yeah and they talk about the the trilogy of fights he had with Arturo Gotti I saw I saw a couple of those fights so they weren't featured in the movie but they've been talking about making a sequel of the Arturo Gotti fight. Well, there's three of them. Technically he fought him three times. Yeah. They were talking about maybe making another one uh, or at least maybe a, a second and a third one. Sure. I'd love to see it. I mean, and I don't say this often, but Mark Wahlberg is really good in this movie. Are you not a fan of his? I didn't know that. 
I'm not not a fan. I'm just not a big fan. Like, there's a lot of movies where I'm like, wow, dude, Mark Wahlberg was fucking awesome. But okay. there's a difference between being awesome and being really good as an actor. You know where I'd like to see him show up? And this just hit me for some reason. I don't know why. I'd like to see him show up in the Guardians series somewhere. Maybe not like a primary role. Like, I'm not saying take over for Star-Lord or something, but just like <laughs> like a Ravenger, you know? I could see that. I could see him being a little disheveled and, what? No. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, uh, no, he'd be like, hi, Star-Lord. How you doing? Are you, are you a Guardian? I'm a, I'm a Ravager. What are you going to do about that, huh? So say hello to your mother for me. He's a better actor than that, I think. Is he? Yeah, I think he is. I really do. Is he, though? Yeah, I do. Mm, I don't think so. Okay, well, just because you're an elitist. He is some elitist. He is a very entertaining actor, and I like movies that he's in to a certain degree. But him in The Fighter, he is completely overshadowed by everyone oh, else. Uh, if you're talking about that movie, yes, I agree. I'm talking overall. I think he's a better actor than you're giving him credit for. He's a decent actor, but he's also given some great fucking, like, exquisite acting. Oh, sure. But there's a lot of actors that have done that. So, I mean, I yeah, can't... Yeah, but he does, he's like a subtle Nicolas Cage for me. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't think he's Nick Cage. But anyway, um... What? That aside, so no. I, but I liked it. I I liked Christian Bale. I thought he did a good job. Um, I I've seen footage of Dickie Eklund. Yeah, and he nails the yeah the chatterbox, the crack metho- uh, method, the delusion of just him being like. You know, this delusion of grandeur of who he is and how he's like, oh, you know, I, I knocked down Sugar Ray Leonard and, and blah, blah, blah. And, I, I got to be honest with you. I really want to go find that documentary. Oh, uh, what's it called? Crack on the Street or something like that? Crack in America, I think it was called. Crack in America. Yeah. I kind of want to go find that and watch it. On, it's probably on HBO. It, well, I don't know. I mean, they can only keep so much up there. It was on HBO when it aired, obviously. But I mean, I, but I'd be curious to to see it. I'd be curious um, how accurate they kept it, if that makes sense. I, I mean, I, I think I've seen clips of it, um, but I just, I've seen Mickey Ward and Dickie Eklund just sitting there talking. Dickie Eklund apparently was not thrilled about how he was portrayed, even though he totally was like, oh yeah, you know, just, just portray me how you would. But he did not like how his sisters and his mother was portrayed. Well, listen, if that's how they really were, fuck them. That's kind of my opinion. Oh, yeah. They, they were... They I are got, awful. I was, I was watching it with, with... Deb watched it with me. And we were sitting there, and I'm like, Christ, these people are fucking nuts. Like, I mean... Jesus. Like, the, the, the delusions of grandeur they all seem to have was frightening. Yeah. You know? And just wearing down... Mickey Ward, just wearing him down. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I will give Mark Wahlberg credit when that part is just like, it's not you or you. It's me fighting the ring. Fuck all you. It's not you or you. Like, you know, it's a very small scene, but like, it, that's where he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of you all fucking wearing me down. 
it was insanely funny to see like what eleven daughters climb out of one fucking car. That was I, fucking hysterical. I hope Angela really kicked the shit out of them the way Amy Adams beat the shit out of the, like two of them. I just couldn't help but think it was a clown car, like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, but it was. It was. I, look, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Is it? If I'm ranking boxing movies, it's probably closer to the bottom, but it's not. Mm. You know, is it above Million Dollar Baby? Oh yeah, yeah. For me, it is. Wow, you you. There's all right. How, have you seen Raging Bull? No, I haven't seen Raging Bull, so I can't. You, I can't rank that in there. You should see Raging Bull. There are some good boxing movies. Um, oh yeah, look, I mean, probably because of where I live and where I grew up, Rocky's always going to hold like a special place for me. I mean, obviously, it's, it's not. As you were saying earlier, it's not very accurate in terms of boxing and and the way boxing is done and training is done. But it makes for a good well, story. It makes for a good movie. You know, fighting wise, it is. But for I, I would imagine the ridiculousness of like, oh, you got you, you got to you know chase chase this chicken, you know, yeah, and then catch the chicken, then you fast, and if you fast, then you win, and if you win, that's what life is all about. Like really, that's the, yeah. really quick. I'm just curious, and I don't know if they did this with other boxing movies. To be honest with you, but do you know how they shot the boxing scenes in Rocky? Yeah, they did it back. They well, they are you asking what which order they filmed it in? Well, that's kind of my point. They shot them from the latest round to the first round, so they could peel the the prosthetics the or makeup off, as yeah. opposed to doing it up, which I think is a kind of neat way to do it. I also saw Creed too recently. If we're really, if we're talking about box movies, which is not, not the, I have not seen that yet. So, and I'm asking you not to spoil that one it, for me. It's yeah. good. I'll just say it's good. It's it kind of comes off like a direct to DVD movie that was released theatrically. Like Ooh. it's not Creed, but it's also one of the better Rocky movies. But it's but it's I, kind right. of like you know you know how like you would see like Rocky four or five sort of being released DVD. Yeah. It's like five, uh, yeah, five especially, and that four four's on the border. Five, yeah. So yeah. it's it's on that border of like four. You know, it's kind what? of like oh well, this could have been released. This was in the theaters, really? I didn't know that. Like that we can we can do a Rocky thing later, but the one thing I love about the whole Rocky series is it seems like they basically redconned five because when you go yeah. from when you go from four to Rocky Balboa. It's almost like five never fucking happened. Yeah, almost. Yeah, there, there's with enough. The with it, him losing his fortune, that's but, really the big. But that's it. Like none of the other Tommy Gunn, all that crap. Like it never fucking happened. You know what I mean? Well, they almost kind of reference it because well, I don't want to ruin it for you, but like you well, actually I've, kind of I've see seen this in the it. It's, it's been years. But are, are you? No, do I'm, you mean in, in Creed two? Creed two. Oh, Creed okay. Two, the, yeah. They kind of reference it because Stallone tells Adonis to not go after um, the Russian and his kid. He's like, "Listen, you know, this guy when he when he you know went and attacked me, you know, he broke things that ain't never been fixed." Yeah. And that's really what a lot of Five is about: is him dealing with the mental right. repercussions of getting his ass handed to him by fucking Drago. Okay, so let me let me revise my statement. They just redcon the the boxing portion 
of they Zod. retconned Tommy Gunn. That's really what they did, right? But I mean, they're, they're you're right because he's still he's not like desolate poor, but he's definitely not as rich as he was when he's doing the restaurant. I mean, he had enough. He, had, to, he had yeah, he had to go back to being a working man. Yeah. So anyway, but we'll we'll deep dive that series another day because that could be fun. But um. Yeah, so just to tie up the fighter real quick, I think it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. It fit. It fit what you wanted me to do for today's episode. So I. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I've never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming, captivating, a delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. I'm glad yeah. I got it in, because um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get the opportunity, and it turns out I did, so there mm-hmm. you go. Um, and now, The Departed. Yes, The Departed. So... No, no, no. The Departed. Okay, well, I don't have the accent, so fuck off. Um, Fuck you. (laughs) Hey, you're the voice guy on this show. I'm the straight man. You're the voice guy. So, I'm not touching that one. Go ahead. (laughs) Thanks. Anyway, taking a step back for a second, as I mentioned earlier, I'd seen Goodwill Hunting and The Departed before. But mm-hmm. for both of them, I'm going to say it was 10 years since I've seen either of them. Well, that would make sense. The Departed came out in, what, 2006 or seven? So Yeah, and I didn't see it when it came out. I think I saw it a couple years after. Like, I yeah. didn't see it right away. And Goodwill Hunting, I I actually don't remember the first time I saw it. I just don't. Um, really? Yeah. I know I've seen it before. That I know for a fact, but I don't remember when it was. So, what did you think of The Departed? I liked it. I mean, and I certainly remembered things. Like, going into it, I remember thinking, like, when I turned it on to this time, I remember thinking to myself, okay, I really don't remember anything about this. And then as things happened, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what's coming next. And not in a way right. that it was like, okay, well, now I'm bored. But, like, okay, I remember this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the same thing happened to Deb because she watched it with me, or, or most of it with me. And, you know, so there were certain things that we remembered. I definitely have some questions that you may be able to answer. Um, sure. But, hey, mommy. but the biggest one is about the ending, to be honest with you. So I don't know if we want to go right there yet. But Well, yeah, lead up your other questions first. We'll say that. Well, no, ending. I mean, just I, I, I'm conflicted about how I feel about, about Damon in the movie. Like, not him, <laughs> the actor, but the character. So yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. Like the whole thing is weird. In terms, first off, it's a heavy fucking cast. The, yeah, what are the, what are the big ensemble cast? It's a it's a big player cast, you know. Um, between Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, Martin Sheen, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and I'm not doing them in any particular order. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Which if it's got Boston, he's probably in it. Let's just be oh, honest. For sure. and, the only person who's not in it that you would expect to be in it is Ben Affleck. Yeah, basically. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Argo has like a Boston roots to it. I mean, I know the movie takes place in like Libya or whatever, no, but like... No, uh, the Town is a Boston movie. Okay. 
Yeah, I knew that one and, too. And, but yeah. and Gone Baby Gone, which we should also talk about. I mean, those are also those are both movies that I would want to talk about on this. But we could. I don't See, think. I, I I can't really speak to those two because I've never seen them. But I will well, I tell could, you, I, could, I, I always get Gone Baby Gone and Gone Girl confused. They're, yeah, very different films. No, I'm sure that they are. I'm not saying that they're not. But in, from a title perspective, I always get them confused. Right. Um, Is Gone Girl I, Boss or Massachusetts based too? No. But okay. Gone Girl is Missouri. Is it? I I mean, I've seen it, but I don't remember where it took place. That's what it's, I'm it's, it's Missouri, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. But The Departed is actually a, a remake of a Chinese film. Oh, is it? Okay. Called Infernal Affairs. And oh, it even stemmed, it even went off and made like Infernal Affairs two and three. Um, As I like, I like The Departed more than I like Infernal Affairs, even though Infernal Affairs is a very good Hong Kong movie. Okay. Um, is and I'm I'm gonna sound like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. Is Jackie Chan in that movie? Because he's if it's Hong Kong, he's usually no. in it. So. No. Um, I wasn't making a well, joke. <laughs> no, I, I I know. Um, okay. Because he's in Hong Kong cinema as well. Um, I I mean, I will always say I love Goodfellas more because I think Goodfellas is a better film and also it has the Italian American roots to it. But it uh, Departed is definitely one of the greatest Scorsese films and one of the greatest gangster movies, especially for the Irish Boston Mafia, which movies like um, Goodwill Hunting and even Gone Baby Gone made The Departed possible. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, and The Departed is essentially in a, in a, it's a flip of Goodfellas. It's Irish Boston instead of New York yeah. Italian. And it's more about cops infiltrating the mafia and the mafia infiltrating the cops. Whereas Goodfellas is about a mobster who becomes a fucking, uh, you know, rat at the end of the film. Right. Right. Which I so, actually have to go back and see that again because I've only seen it once, but Oh God, Goodfellas is such an amazing. I film. know, it's one that, of your favorites. And I'm not that's saying on, that's bad. on HBO Go if you oh. need to rewatch it. I'm sure it is. I just yeah. There's so many other things I'm trying to catch up on. But um we we talked about the cast. There's two people I feel like we need we left out that I need to reference. One's not actually in the cast, but it's still a name I think we need to mention. But in the cast itself, Alec Baldwin as well, which we didn't yeah. talk about. He's in the movie. Um, he is so fucking funny in that movie. He really is. Um, I, I'm trying to not get off, but I love him as Jack Ryan. I wish he had done yeah, more. Of those. I know you did. Um, I know you did. But Brad Pitt produced this thing. Did you know that? I think I did know that. I don't, uh, it was never ingrained. Like, oh yeah, it's a Brad Pitt movie because it's not a Brad Pitt movie. But it's a Scorsese movie. <laughs> it's a Scorsese movie. But I think, um, I think I remember hearing that i also want to say toby mcguire is in some way connected to it like he was going to produce it or i mean it could just be that his best buddy leo is in it but they, like are, i heard a rumor that, that jump... i didn't know that oh they're best buddies okay they're like they they were they were super close buddies when they were like kids and they made a pact like they will always try to help each other's career as much as they can throughout the years oh nice 
Yeah. Um, he's, he, it's Leo, Tim McGuire, and the guy who plays E on Entourage. They're all in their own like, Leo Entourage. Okay. Which is why when I watch Entourage, it's supposed to be based on Mark Wahlberg's life, going back R- to fucking Marky Mark. Right. But really, I it's, would I would argue that Entourage is more based on the Leo Tobey Maguire um, Entourage. No, I'm sitting here and I'm reading a little bit over The Departed on Wikipedia, and it makes me wish I'd watched a different movie instead of The Fighter. Not that I didn't like The Fighter, but to be ready for this conversation, and I wish I had seen Public Enemies, because I've not seen that yet. I would... Public Enemies is a good movie, but it has nothing to do with Boston or, or I mean, maybe Irish, but really nothing to do with Boston. I would have recommended Black Mass, which I have talked about before. Mm-hmm. Black Mass, for, for those who don't know, Jack Nicholson's character, Frank Costello, is based loosely, but really kind of just based on the gangster Whitey Bulger, okay. who was a, we, we did talk about on one of the episodes way back when uh he had just died so and am, and black go am ahead. i getting my movies confused between public enemies and black man i might be getting my movies confused i, might I think be I, I, I think you are okay because giant Depp is in it and he plays a gangster in both but giant Depp was playing john dillinger in public enemies right who was a prohibition right. 1920s yeah, 30s I, I think i said the wrong movie that's my fault Bla- so yeah black mass is really what you're trying to say and and to be fair the Departed is a superior film, but Johnny Depp playing the Nicholson, Frank Costello, Whitey Bulger role is some of the best villain acting I've seen Depp do. I've heard that. I've heard he's scary good in he that is movie. Terrifying. Right. There's a part, if I could just ruin a part. Sure. Where he, because the character Whitey Bulger and Frank Costello and the real Whitey Bulger. Uh, was a was like a, a leader of called the Winter Hill Gang or the Winter Hill Mob or something, and he was basically just he ran Boston, and in a criminal way, he was known as his name was James Bulger uh, or Jimmy, but he was known as Whitey because he had super blonde hair that was almost white. He hated the fucking name Whitey. Anyone who called him Whitey to his face would end up dead basically, and. He, uh, the FBI, but specifically an agent who knew Whitey Bulger from the old neighborhood from way back when, um, goes to him and says, listen, let's form an alliance. You give us information about the uh, Italian mafia in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, and we'll give you some leeway to do some of your enterprises, but no killing. Even though being a rat is the worst fucking thing Sure. And look, the, the worst thing to look down upon in the mafia, Whitey Bulger said, okay, fuck it, and became an informant. He didn't really give, inform them of anything. And the age, the FBI agent was really uh, like hiding the fact he was just getting other testimonies from other informants and saying it was Whitey Bulger. Mm. And Whitey Bulger took advantage of that and just said, fuck it, I'm going to kill everybody. I'm going to kill all my enemies because now I've got a free pass from the FBI. So there's a part, and it's featured in the trailer. You can see it. It's it's, it's if no, they feature the trailer, we're gonna spoil this one. There's a couple we did, right. and we're spoiling this one. Go ahead. There's two scenes, and they're right next to each other. It shows Whitey, and I I I have a love for this because this was the first rant that I released on Rico's rants. Oh, My was very it? first right first episode was Black Mass. 
Oh, Black Mass. Okay, I thought you meant a Departed. I did do a Departed episode, but no, the first episode I did was Black Mass. So I have a real love for Black Mass because it's essentially like, um, so Whitey Bulger and then another of his gangster buddies are at a FBI agent's house with the other FBI agent, the one that is like brought them all together, and they're having dinner, and the agent's wife is pretending to be sick because she just doesn't want to go and sit down next to Whitey Bulger. She wants nothing to do with him. So she's pretending to be sick upstairs. And Whitey says to the, one of the agents, he said, you and me, we're going to have a sit down because this is one of the best fucking steaks I've ever had in my life. What's your secret? He's like, oh, no, no, it's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret recipe. Right. Oh, come on. Come on. I got a knife here. What's the secret recipe? He said, it's garlic and a little bit of soy and he said that's it that's it there's a small pause and he says i thought you said it was a family secret the guy says no it's a a recipe no no you said it was a secret family recipe and you gave it up to me just fucking like that who's to say that you won't start talking about me? Listen, I was just saying, just saying, just saying gets people buried pretty fucking quick. Yeah. And he's looking at him and you see the, the, the color. It's the guy who is from stranger things. And he's also in, um, Hellboy. He's the new Hellboy, David Harbor, I guess. I, yeah, I, I, I've seen part of the trailer and I've never watched Stranger Things, so I can't really. You'll know who I'm talking You'll see, like, oh, it's that guy. So, whoever the fuck that guy is, you see his eyes just go dead and the color drain from his face. And he realizes that he could be just being threatened. Right. And then Whitey just fucking cackles and he's just like, <laughs> look at his fucking face. Look at his face. He's like, listen, hey. It's a fucking recipe. Steak is amazing. I'm fucking with you. Don't worry about it. So that's one scene. And it almost is kind of played off like the funny how kind of scene in Goodfellas. Right, right, right. Funny how. My head clown. Yeah. It's like that. But the next scene gives me fucking chills. (laughs) And it's it's him saying, where's your wife? He's like, oh, she's upstairs. She's just not feeling very well. It's like, well, let's go check on the little lady. And he gets up and leaves and goes upstairs, starts opening, the, trying to open the door. And then she thinks it's her husband. She yells, John, I'm not. And he's like, oh, I thought you were John. No, it ain't John. And he said, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you come down? It's like, oh, Jimmy, I'm, I'm just not feeling very well. And he's like, listen, we both know what you're doing. You're embarrassing your husband. He's got his friends over. Just come on down. Let's have a drink with us. Jimmy, honestly, I just don't feel very good. Well, let's see what's wrong with you. And he puts his fucking hand on her face and just starts rubbing the back of his hand and his fingers up and down. He's like, no, you don't feel clammy. You don't feel cold. You don't feel hot. He's like, well, let's check to see if anything's swollen. And he starts squeezing her throat real gently. Yeah. He's like, is is that tender? Is that tender? Is that swollen? I don't, you know, you got to be careful with these things because if, if it's just a sickness, it could be something else. And take it from me, you don't want to be too sick. 
And then he sort of steps and takes a step back. And she has this look of just like she's suppressing revulsion and fear. And she's just slowly sort of crying. And he knows what he's doing. Right. Of course. Yeah. And he and he is looking at her and he just kind of goes. Vives en Virginia. Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's a lucky man. It just walks away. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay, Johnny. I just got chills listening to you describe it, so I can only imagine. Yeah. It is so fucking terrifying. Um, but, because you know Whitey was that guy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but let's get back into the movie itself. Like, so, the, you know, it's I always took... And I'm I'm kind of conflicted on this, so I'd like your feedback, actually, because I always took Damon's character uh, name. Where is it? Oh, Colin Sullivan. So oh, yeah. I I always took his character as someone who wanted to be a real cop, and and to a degree is a real cop, but just because of the act of kindness that Frank showed him earlier in his life is helping, you know, giving Frank the help that he, you know, at least at the beginning. I don't know by the end of it, but in the beginning, for sure, you know. In the beginning, see, the great thing about The Departed is that Damon's character and DiCaprio's character are just flips, are just flip sides of a fucked up coin. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yeah. One was raised as basically the criminal background and is looked down upon Leo DiCaprio's character is he's got that stigma that his uncle and his father were in the mafia. Right. And he desperately wants to be a cop. Right. Whereas Damon, I, I kind of envisioned came from a working class cop family. And right. But without a prominent father figure and uh, Nicholson sort of lassoed him and influenced him and made him a criminal. And I think it's it, it just goes to show what influence does. That Leo could have easily been that that kid where that that Damon became. Damon is really the Darth Vader of this movie. Yeah. And Nicholson is the emperor. Yeah. Yeah, if we're going to do a Star Wars comparison, sure. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of another good analogy. I'm no, just trying no. to think of there's the evil in the background that's that's the puppeteer. No, I'm not saying it's a bad analogy. I'm just saying if that's the analogy we're going to use, I have to agree with you. That's all. Right. But, you know, if but the question still stands for me was, is he a good person who just was watching out for Frank or was he a shitty person who weaseled his way into the police department? I think 
You talking about Matt Damon? Yeah. I think he wants to think that he is a good person, but he also knows that he's a bad guy who wants to be a good guy. I think he would have tried to have just gone straight and be a cop and be happy and ha have a family and everything. But I think that he got so wrapped up. I mean, he went from like anti-hero and sort of tragic figure throughout the film. You're kind of like, well, maybe he's just stuck. Yeah. And then he fucking kills everybody at the fucking end. Right. And you're like, oh, fuck this guy. Fuck him. He is a straight up bad guy. Right. Well, and that, I mean, I guess that kind of leads me to my, my biggest question is, um, Walbrook's character mm -hmm. is, I still to this day don't know if he's a good guy, bad guy, what? Like, and I've seen it twice he, now. I would say, well, the funny thing is, is Mark Wahlberg didn't want to do the movie. He didn't want to play a cop. And then Scorsese said, well, if you're going to do this, you should do it how you would want to do it. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to base it on every fucking cop that's ever fucked with me. That's going to be my performance. Every cop that gave me shit in Massachusetts when I was a kid. Well, and which, he's got a record, he, too, if I recall. He's, he actually has a jail record. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. He was a drug dealer, and he, like, like he literally attacked a Vietnamese guy and, like, racially, like, was yelling racial slurs at him and blinded him. Like, blinded an old Vietnamese guy. Yeah, like, when he was way young. Like, super, super young. Yeah. But, and, and I think he has come, he's atoned for that, but at the same time, I it's like, I mean, even he has said, like, it is insane how I have a, a life of luxury that I make millions of dollars to play pretend when I was a criminal growing up. He's like, that is so insane to me. Yeah, but I, to your point, he's atoned because I know he's donated a shit ton of time and money back to kind of that, not just a community, but just, you know. I think he found the guy that he blinded and was just like, oh, I was just a lost kid. I was wrong in every aspect that I did. What can I do to make it? I, I hope so. If he didn't, fuck, dude, Marky Mark, you got to get your shit together and find that old dude and fucking make, you want to repent? Repent, motherfucker. Yeah, no, I've heard him. He's and trying he to. Goes, I know what? he tried no. to get. He tried to get a pardon. That failed. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if it says it because I actually pulled up his wiki because I wanted to look at it. Um, in 2006, but, hold on. Yeah. He met. He met. Funny, okay. In 2006. No, in 2006, he had not met with him yet, but in 2016, he did and had the opportunity to apologize to the guy. So that, it took that, him 30 years to apologize or 25 uh, years to apologize? Uh, 30 years. Yeah. If it's, if it's, if what he did happen in the early to mid 90s, then. It was 88. So 20 okay. years. That's a long time. That's 35 years, dude. Well, it is a long time, but I mean, you have to you have to look at a couple of things. Like, was it not easy for him to find the guy? I mean, there's all kinds of different things. So, I mean, like, look, I'm not I'm not making excuses. I'm saying that there's a lot of factors we don't know enough about to be able to comment. That's on. that's very true. We don't know enough, and all all kidding aside, I it, what he did was awful, and yes. I hope you know, I hope every I hope both parties are satisfied with the culmination and, and the closure. And to that be being said. Oh, I was going to say, and to be fair, I've heard interviews where he's talked about just his past as a whole, not specific incidents like this person, 
where right. he seems very um, regretful. Uh, re- regretful. I was gonna say uh, th- there's a word I'm thinking of, but I can't I can't get it out of my mouth. But where he 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 generally has a remorse for what he's done. You know what I mean? So it's not just he, he he's not saying it. All right, and he's not saying it to say it because he's a public figure. He's saying it because he actually feels that what he did was wrong. You know what I mean? So he he actually he's trying to shed his previous life. I right. mean, he exactly. he's even get, he like was getting laser treatment for all his tattoos. He's getting them all removed. Oh, is he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. you just like I'm done. I you know I'm a father and I'm I'm a husband and I'm an actor. I'm I'm not Marky Mark anymore. I'd have to look it up, but have you heard his like routine? Have you seen that? His routine? Yeah, like he's up at three a.m. and by like six. Oh, his he's workout ran, routine. Like, yeah, 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 dude. Ridiculous. That, that goes back to the fighter. He had been trying to get the fighter made to play Mickey Ward for like eight years, so he was prepping and training as a boxer for like seven or eight years just on the off chance that they would fucking make this movie. So he was getting up at like three or four in the morning every day, regardless of whether it was Greenlee. He's just, I'm born to play this fucking role. It's going to happen with or without you. But just in case, I got to make sure I got a body of a boxer. Right. And, and he and, does. He is yeah. fucking swole. Yeah. And he, and he still does it, apparently. Like, that's not something he just stopped after the fight. Like, he still does to this day. Because he wants to make the fucking sequels. That's why. Yeah. Um, but anyway... So getting back to the departed, like I, I to this day don't know though. Like even having just finished watching it like four hours ago, where his character ends up, you know, like I, his character gets away with it. Well, no shit. But I mean, like, did he? Is he do a villain it? or is he a hero? Is that thing? Right. Exactly. He, he is neither. He is the only thing about his character that's significant is that. Martin Sheen was murdered and he holds, he holds DiCaprio responsible. He holds Costello responsible. And he, and then once he finds out about fucking Colin, Matt Damon's character, right. He holds him entirely responsible. Right. Um, and they, they already didn't like each other. They had that fucking brawl yeah, yeah. In, they, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the office. So he is, that was just good old fashioned Irish Boston revenge. Right. Right. That's all it was. He's neither good nor bad. That's he was kind just of like a, it's like that. He's scene just a in man Goodwill. who lost his friend. Right. It's like that scene in Goodwill Hunting where they're driving down the street and they saw the Italian guy from the the baseball game or whatever, and just stop mm-hmm. and beat the shit out of him for basically what seemed to be no reason, honestly. But yes, for something that happened to him in like twenty years or right. fifteen years previously. Right. 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 Exactly. You know. So it. You know. It's the same kind of concept. You know. Yeah. And we're not. That, I want to be clear to our listeners, right? And I want to be clear to our listeners: we're not picking on the Irish because there's plenty of cultures that do that same kind of shit. The Italians do that I, kind of crap all the time. Oh fuck yeah! And I know. Look, the Germans were subdued about how we do that kind of stuff. It may not be as blatant as say, you know, like just stopping on the side of the street and kicking the crap out of somebody, but we we know how to get our revenge when we need it. So. Yeah, you go to fucking wars over it. Well, yeah, I was thinking smaller scale, but sure. <laughs> no, I think that's more appropriate. The Germans take it to a fucking even more extreme. Yeah, probably. So anyway, um, today's streets wanted, tomorrow the world. Yeah, I just wanted our, um, I wanted our listeners to know that we're not, we're not coming down on anybody. Really, we're just talking. No, 
we're not saying the Irish and the Italians and, and Germans and Jews and everybody. Yeah. We're we're just saying that there what we are agreeing is that there is a male macho fucking thing, especially uh in Massachusetts and New York. It is kind of a once you get a bunch of fucking t- uh, testicles together, someone's <laughs> going to get punched in the face. That's really sure. the truth of what we're saying. But I think that could happen in New York, Boston, or St. Louis. Like, I think that could happen really anywhere you go. Do you know what I mean? But like, it's very prevalent in Boston. Sure. Sure. But it's not exclusive. And that's really not, the point. Yeah. And what we're saying are men are stupid and they'll fight all the time. For and no we're men. Reason. So we'll... Uh, yeah, I've been in plenty of brawls in my day, and I've lost most oh, yeah. of them. But that's beside the point. So, I I've gone into fucking fist fights for that make no bit of sense. Yeah, I got to a fist fight at Safeway over a parking spot. Okay, there you go. Like okay. I I didn't want to fight the motherfucker, but all of a sudden I'm in the middle of a fucking fight. Yeah. So that's that's always the what always is, uh, is amazing to me. I'm just like, oh, this is happening. Because I'm never looking for a fight. I'm not. I'm not that like. Hey, that's that cocksucker who fucking knocked me down. So <laughs> great. You know, right. I'm not. I'm not that guy. I'm always like, oh, there is that cocksucker who knocked me down in third grade. Fucking piece of shit. And then all of a sudden they recognize me. Like, hey, fuck you. Oh, fuck you too. And then we all of a sudden we're fighting. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, I haven't had those moments, but I know what you're talking about. Um, Motherfucker stole my goddamn chocolate milk money. God damn it. Fucking. Stealing my chocolate milk. Anyways, cocksucker. Uh, what we gotta do, cocksucker? Yeah, fucking cocksucker. <laughs> um, we got. Speaking of of which, we gotta talk about Jack Nicholson. About what? Jack Jack Nicholson. Oh yeah, you know what? Like, all right. Well, you say what you have to say first, because I think I have less positive things to say than you do. Okay. Um. What I loved was that he had done a lot of romantic kind of lighthearted comedies before he did this. And this was an opportunity for him to be, in his own mind, the incarnation of evil. Okay. Because, you know, there is there are people of an age group that don't know that Nicholson was a fucking villain in movies. Right, right. Like, they watch As Good As It Gets. They watch um, About Schmidt. They watch where he's always the father of the of the lead and he's just like oh there's Jack Nicholson and blah 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 or maybe they'll see him as the kind of crazy kooky da- dude from anger management but for like a lot of people he was the devil he was the dude from the shining he was the fucking joker right like and i think he kind of lost his troublemaker bad guy roots early late 90s early 2000s and then Departed was just like, this is, well, 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 here but, we all can be evil again. Like, that's except, what I wanted. Except that he did another one of those comedies after the fact. Well, because I think he put all his evil into one role. He hasn't been evil since. No, well, he only did one real movie after that, and then he's basically he's done. Yeah. He's, yeah. Which, to be fair, that's a good fucking more or less ending. Like, if he... If he just ended on the departed and be like, "That's it. All I gotta do is that movie," like, fine. Well, because and that he goes- is he is as insane as what I would imagine Whitey Bulger being. Well, yeah, and that goes back to the comparison I was gonna make anyway, because like, 
See, I can't say their entire careers, but the ending of their careers, I think um, his and Sean Connery's are very similar in the way their careers ended. Maybe not all of their careers, but the way their careers ended. And and my point that I was going to bring up a minute ago was like, like Sean Connery, he didn't, I don't feel like he did a great job of putting on a Boston Affleck. You know what I mean? Like that, the voice. Like, I didn't feel like he, he hit the accent very well. He, you know, there are, there's parts of Nicholson's performance that I fucking am mesmerized by. Sure. And there's, there's parts of it that drive me fucking up the wall. Like his refusal to wear a Boston Red Sox hat and instead wearing a Yankees hat, which, I'm not even a fucking huge Red Sox fan. I support them. But even, like, come on, dude. I don't even remember that. I'd have to go back to see that part. I don't remember that part. He refused to wear a Red Sox hat. I don't doubt it, but I'm saying I don't even remember him wearing the Yankees hat. I'm not saying he didn't. I just don't remember it. But he's from Jersey. So he's from, like, Neptune, I think? Uh, I'd have to look. But, yeah, probably. Um, He So, yeah, I mean... There are parts of it which I love, especially since I know that Scorsese just said, let Jack be Jack and just rolled camera. Well, and, at like, that, at that point, yeah, at that point, you have to let Jack be Jack. Like, I mean, it's not he's he's earned enough pedigree at that point. You can't really, you know, but it gives some of the greatest fucking what the fuck scenes where even you could see Matt Damon and DiCaprio are just looking at him with like uncertainty, like. I've read the script of The Departed. Like, I was way back when the movie came out, I was so into it. I found the script online and read it and watched the movie. And I'm like, wow, there are lots of like Nicholson parts that are not in this. Like, the part where Nicholson is throwing cocaine on yeah. like hookers. Yeah. That was all him. He, just, he went to Scorsese and said, I want two hookers and I want a bunch of cocaine like well we can give you fake cocaine he's like whatever either one like just give me <laughs> cocaine like he probably had cocaine in his back was like here snort this till you're numb like and the part <laughs> with the dildo like yeah. the strap on dildo yeah, yeah yeah michael and i saw that on dvd we never seen it so we're watching it and we're like holy shit because it was so fucking funny just like this this bumbling fucking homeless guy just going be dirty, be dirty. And then, huh, 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 just turning. And then, like, Matt Damon almost shoots him. Yeah. And just this fucking big, giant black cock. Just, and, and then Nicholson's got this crazy, like, you know, <sighs> you were You were right, by the way. Neptune City, New Jersey. So. Look at me. Look at me knowing shit. Look um, at you. But I, I also, there are part. like I said, there are parts where I'm like, Fuck, Jack, just the accent, he sounds like he's from New York more yeah. than he sounds like he's from Boston. That's kind of my point. Yeah. Especially compared to every other person in that movie just shoving the uh, the Boston accent in your face. Including Alec Baldwin, who's a New Yorker, if I'm correct. Um, he, His is more subtle. He, he doesn't. Right. He's, but he's he, not doing a Damon. He's not doing a Mark Wahlberg. Right, but they're from Boston, or at least Massachusetts. So, I mean, like, that at least... I, well, DiCaprio's I don't, not. 
No, I'm talking you, but you said you didn't say him. You said Wahlberg, and you know what I mean. And so right. I, I would even argue that like they weren't even putting it on as much as taking off the accent that they hide. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like they might have just been more themselves than anything. You know, especially, there are especially those Wahlberg. Well, Wahlberg Mark- when. When you let him talk and just go, he's got <laughs> that Boston comes out, man. But his is very quiet. He has a very he, he's not loud and aggressive, you know, fucking Boston accent. It's it's very like, hi, how are you? What are you gonna do? You happy? No, because there's too. another movie. What I think it's maybe he's maybe he's putting it on, but I think when he's like when I've seen him in a couple of movies where he gets angry and that Boston comes out, man, like. Well, he embellishes it in like the movie Ted. Okay. Because in Ted, it's set in it's, it's set in, in Rhode Island, or or it's. I think it's Boston. I mean, I'll check, but I think it's Boston. it's probably Boston. But I know um, McFarland is from Rhode Island. Yeah. Or no, he's from Connecticut, but he went to school at RISD, the uh, Rhode yeah. Island Institute of Design, or whatever the fuck. Right. Um. Right. um well, you're right. I mean, but there are there are those guys. Like a great example. Did you ever see? Um, oh, son of a bitch! It's it's a suburb of Boston and Ted. It's not Boston oh, it, proper, but it's okay. It's a yeah. it, it, it makes sense. Um, what's the fucking um, gosh, um that Boston Catholic newspaper movie that came out? Um, shop shop uh, shoplight. Um, I don't know. I love Mark it. Ruffalo and. Uh, uh, Michael Keaton. I'll, I'll look. They're, you, they're the it's the they're a newspaper thing in like the Boston Globe or something, and they crack the uh, Boston Catholic. Oh, yeah, I know. What you're, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're. I'm looking it you, up, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's a true story. Yeah. And Michael Keaton is playing a real life guy, and when he met the guy that he's playing to understand his role, the first thing he realized is like, oh my god, you don't have a Boston accent. The guy's born and raised in Boston, doesn't have a Boston accent. And the reason why is because he just, he dropped his accent because my understanding is that the accent kind of comes off a little uneducated. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you kind of sound like you're still in the middle of fucking your education because you're not using your fucking R's. You're what? Spotlight. Spotlight. I was. I thought that's what it was something like that. It was like Greenlighters. Not that stop things real quick, but. Did you know, at least according to IMDb, Endgame is actually considered still in post-production? Yeah. Well, I just think that's interesting, being that we're a month and a week away. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I think every, as long as it's not pre-production, that's all I care about. Yeah, true. Anyway, go back to your point, your story. But So, Michael Keaton's character doesn't have an accent, so throughout the whole film, he 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 comes off like he's the only one who's like miscast. And I remember people saying... You know, for a Boston movie, he has no accent. Like, well, but he it's doesn't. A- but it's accurate to the person. Yeah. Yeah. And to go with that, my dad, when he's when he's a little drunk, he drops his R's a little bit, but it's not thick. I have a slight accent just from being just from being raised by the guy. Sure. But you know, I, I'll occasionally drop my R's and and. Well, how? And, long, I mean, to be fair, how long has he been out of the area though? Like, when? Well, he he left when he was ten. Or ten or eleven. I, there you go. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to your father, but I'm saying, like, when you've been away from the area that long, you'll tend to, you know, and at that age, even you'll start to modify. 
True. Um, but it's still there. That that sure. is always ingrained there. I mean, yeah. I've seen, my dad has a friend who's from Rhode Island, one of his oldest friends, and once his friend and he are talking about the Red Sox or whatever the fuck, my dad's accent comes out a little bit. I mean, <laughs> no bullshit. I thought fucking car keys was khakis. You've told us that before. I remember. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's a true thing. And it was always start the machine, not start the fucking car. It was always get the khakis and go start the machine. Interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's you, hear, you hear the stereotypical park the car, but I've never yeah, heard start the machine before. It, it may be an older generation thing, but like it was always, Enrico, uh, warm up the, he would say, warm up the machine, take the khakis and uh, start the machine. And of course you were like six, right? So like, well, I, eight, eight, eight years older. So he'd be driving me to school. So I'd be like, and I'm looking at him like, do I have to translate this shit? What the fuck did you say? Either way, you, you shouldn't be starting the car is my point. But oh, that's... He, he would, I was driving at like eight or nine years old. Okay. So anyway, that said, you actually have some stories from your father I know you want to share with us. So, now, Yeah, um, a little backstory. We tried to get my father on last night, and CJ was a complete fucking trooper and was up late. Uh, and we, we have some footage and some audio, not sure if and when we'll ever release it. But unfortunately, my dad was not, was not uncomfortable. He just wasn't prepared and he didn't, he wanted to cook and there was someone over that he was like, you know, he wanted, he wanted to be a very personal thing to sit down and talk. And he also hadn't eaten and he was cooking pasta and so blah, blah, blah. So we didn't get the recording. So. There is a story that we are going to save because it's a very good story, but I will share other fucking stories. Now, right. I've disclosed this before. My dad's old. He's 80 years old. He actually will be 81 this month. Um, so happy birthday, Ronnie George Go. Um, and my dad was raised in Newton, Upper Falls. So even right there, just the, it, it yeah. kind of comes out. I got even it. Just Newton, Upper Falls. Um, Massachusetts, which is really kind of, if, if I were to describe it to you, even though you've never been to this place, it's like the Piedmont of, of Oakland. It's like the Piedmont of, of Massachusetts. Okay. Upper class, suburban, kind of, you know, I mean, my dad's family were, were working people, but I think my dad lived comfortably. Um, so there's a couple stories. I want to I want to figure out the order of it because there's um all right I'll tell I'll tell this one this is this is I my dad has told me all these stories when I was a little little kid and they all sort of have titles and one of them is called the the raft so the raft is my dad if he was if they had it they would have doctors would have prescribed him Ritalin when he was okay. a kid. Just hyper fucking energy, always moving. And he always described himself as like a Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn type of kid. Just always out. My, they, my dad was also a troublemaker. My dad played with gunpowder and dynamite, like made his own dynamite. Like he took like the, um, the coin carriers of those, uh, the sleeves that you hold, the roll of quarters. So he'd dump all the coins out. And like jam pack it with gunpowder and shit and fucking make sticks of dynamite and blow as, it up inside the fucking restaurant. As you do, you know. As you do. 1948, you're you're fucking bored. You just make dynamite. I definitely think that's why he's 
a loss of hearing. My dad's yeah, always thanks. been like, what? Why do you say what? And I'm like, dad, stop blowing up shit. <laughs> I got to so, tell you, I met, I, for lack of a better phrase, met your dad last night. And yeah. I mean, you deal with him on a more regular basis, so I'm not going to sit here and you know, call you a liar, but he's seemed pretty pleasant to me compared to the stories you share. But you also probably heard him in the background yelling at Dave, but it still wasn't, I don't know. Well, and we, we didn't get into Dave and who Dave is, but I guess in comparison, it made it it rather entertaining. (laughs) Right. So, but dad was, I mean, yeah, dad can be quiet, but dad can also be fucking aggressive as shit. What? What did you say? Like that's yeah. he's always and that's the thing he's always impatient. Doesn't matter if it's him being slow or you being slow. He's always impatient. Like, come on, let's go, hurry up, get up, you goddamn lazy barbarian, go to bed, Rico, eat, shut up and eat, Rico, stop talking, get up, all right, go to go, stop eating, you're too fat, go to bed. Like and that was all in the first ten minutes of the day. So yeah, <laughs> my dad, st- my dad stopped like wake. You know how like. You know, there's different ways of waking someone up, especially a kid. Sure. You come and say, Rico, wake up. No response. Rico, wake up. No response. Shake, shake, shake. Rico, get up. No response. I'm, I was just a hardcore deep sleeper. And then my dad would just come in, take a glass of water, put it, dip his fingers in and sprinkle it like in my face. I kind of wake up bleary eyed and kind of like, don't you fucking dare. He just look at me and say, are you going to get up? And I said, no. And they just dump it on me. Oh. That's t- partially your fault, though, if you want to be honest about it. I mean, like I'm ha- I'm half asleep, man. What the fuck? I don't. And then he's just like, "All right, you don't need to take a shower. Let's go." Yeah. Um, but my dad was a troublemaker in his own way. He he would go to the um the clock tower, which had a bell. You know, one of those old old fashioned clock yeah. towers with a dong dong. And my fucking, dad ran up Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. My dad would ran up one and would just bang on it at like two o'clock. You'd bang it at like three or five o'clock. Yeah. And all the fucking people are looking at their watch like, is it time to go home? What the fuck is this? See, I would. Okay. Seems like your dad and I are very similar in that I would have done, but I would have done that at like two fifteen, some on, you know, or two twenty seven or some weird. Right. Just a real know. fuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, used, he used to take uh balloons and drop behind the town drunk like the town drunk would be sort of walking by you just drop a water balloon or, or a cup of water or something and the guy would just be like what the fuck with that <laughs> well was he in a porno movie though or no the town drunk not your dad uh, uh, i got uh, i got gotcha. you yeah all right um goddamn drunk drivers <laughs> <laughs> so the raft my dad and his friend, and I, I, I think I could share his friend's name. His name was Johnny Oxtolis, and he was Lithuanian. And I think I could say it because I think he's, I think he's dead. Um, okay. And to be, Johnny Oxtolis. To be fair, with you, with your dad's age, that's more likely than. It, not yeah, it's it's likely he's he's passed away. Um, I'm, I I asked my dad, I'm like, what was Johnny Oxtolis like? Because I was always me and Johnny Oxtolis was always the beginning of the story. Sure. And I said, what was Johnny Eric Solis like? He's like, don't ever call him a Polak. I'm like, well, why would you? He's like, that's <laughs> what we did. We just fucking, you know, it's like you were either a, you're either Irish, German, or Italian, or everything else was Polak. Okay. Who am I? 
Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. I'm like, I was like, so sort of just this cavalier racism. He's like, yeah, kind of. It was, <laughs> we were, yeah, whatever. You yeah, know. we were, we were kind of aware of it, but like we never. He's like, you know, there weren't that many, uh, weren't that many black people or Hispanics. There was, there was a girl named Rosita Gomez. Oh God, Rosita Gomez. I'm like, all right, Dad, bring it back. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so the raft is. Dad and Johnny Oxtolis, and for the sake of argument, I'll just call him Ronnie because it's, I'm tired of just calling him Dad. So Ronnie yeah. and Johnny. Yeah, because Dad's such a, a hard word to use. No, I want it gets tiring and boring. I'll call him Ronald. I'll call him Ronald. I'll call him Ronnie. I'll call him, Ronald, I'll call him Dad. Whatever. whatever. All right. So fucking the old Guinea um, and and the young Pollock. <laughs> they find a couple of. Um, good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, good night. That's the end of the. Uh, that was the last episode of Pilot Scoot. No, um, they they find a couple pallets, uh, wooden pallets, uh, just at a junkyard because that's whatever. And you know that was their playground, I guess. And they take these pallets and lasso them together with fucking rope that they found or had. Um, and then they like shoved in between twigs and leaves and and branches and shit. And inter intertwined it so like it was just together. It was just this giant fucking hodgepodge mess of a raft. And they fucking drag it over to the Charles River. You know, I think Massachusetts is just a place that everyone speaks incorrectly. I don't think it's an accent. <laughs> okay. I because they'll add they'll take away, they'll drop their fucking R's. And then they'll add an R at the end of words that don't have an R. Sure. Like, I don't even fucking condone Louis C.K. anymore, but he was from the same part of Massachusetts my dad was. He was from uh, Newton. Okay. And he has this great joke where he talks about the Boston accent. He's like, I had a teacher who, had a, who was teaching a sex ed, <coughs> and he said, so the man takes his penis and sticks it in the woman's vagina. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, a lot of people with if, if there's I don't know if it's a Bo specifically a Boston or a Massachusetts thing, but if you have an A at the end of a word, it tends to turn into a er sound. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's almost Cockney English in a weird fuck. It's like yeah, it's like yeah, it's like Cockney Love English it. where they just fuck with it. And that's what I'm saying is it's not an accent; it's an improper way of speaking. The most common version I've heard of it, honestly, is idea. I've got a good idea. idea. That's yeah. my, my that my dad says that my, I got a good idea, um, because idea just sounds fucking weird to them. Right. 
Yeah. So Ronnie had a fucking idea and they fucking, you know, <laughs> took this goddamn raft and they bring it out to the child's fucking river and they kind of, and they, my dad said he felt the current immediately start tugging on the, on the raft. Sure. And he's got it in the water and he's checking his floats and he's about to jump on. The fucking current takes his raft and just, just fucking blasts away. So dad kind of trudges back to the shore and they just start chasing after this fucking thing along the bank. And they're just trying to keep up with this fucking raft. And then finally, after like three minutes, the fucking thing just goes over a waterfall and just smashes the smithereens. Wow. Like, so fucking destroyed that, like, Ronnie looks at John, Johnny and just says, Johnny, let's go home. Like, uh, there's nothing else we could do here. Let's go home. Yeah. And my dad told me, I'm like, you realize that you would have fucking died and that would have prevented me from being born, right? He said, yeah, it would have been the best mistake I've ever made. <laughs> So can I just say after, you know, stories you've told me and then the, what, two hours we spent last night, you guys have the oddest fucking relationship I've ever seen. (laughs) It's a lot of hate with love. It's a lot of, it's a lot of ribbing. Yeah, there's definitely love. I can, you can see it, you can sense it, but there's definitely a lot of contentiousness as well. You know, I think his logic is, you know, if you're going to be a dick and if you're going to be honest, you might as well be funny. I loved it. I loved it when you told him the joke you've said about how he was, you were his midlife crisis and he was like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> that he, was... You didn't, you didn't see his reaction, but he kind of grinned and nodded. Yeah. But it, it, the, the joke was, you know, my, when my, when I was born, my dad was 53. And I said, my dad, I was my dad's midlife crisis. Some people get a fucking car. My dad had a final kid. Yeah. And I said that my dad just kind of looked at me and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> but wasn't there a yeah. story about a some kind of sandwich or something? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, the, I want to hear this one. Okay, so bear in mind the other character in the in the in the peanut butter and jelly sandwich story is my Uncle Eddie. And my Uncle okay. Eddie passed away when I was, I think I was eight. And no, so he, he died said. fairly young. He was 64. Oof, that's rough. Um, and I didn't know him very well. All I knew was just stories that my father told me. Um, and that's an older, younger brother than your dad? O- older, older brother. Older, okay. And, and, and the junior, like my grandfather's name, Eduardo, this was Eddie. Okay. It was Eddie gotcha. and Ronnie. And I yeah. asked my dad, like, where the fuck did the name Ronnie come from? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea where the fuck they came up with that name. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, it's not, fa- names aren't always tied to the family in some way. They're just sometimes. But it just, it was sort of weird because Ron is a German, is a Germanic name. It's just sort of weird. Like, they wouldn't go full on Italian, especially from, from an immigrant like point of view. Like Tony or Anthony or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, yeah. I mean. I, I my dad I think my dad was almost named Leonardo, but then they settled on having it be his middle name. All right, so so yeah, I want to hear about the sandwich. sandwich. So my dad and a group of kids, including my uncle Eddie, were at this neighborhood asshole's house, and I for the first time I finally knew what this fucking asshole's name was. Okay, his name was, his name was Ted Williams. 
Not the Ted Williams. Not the Ted Williams, which okay. is ironic because the actual baseball player Ted Williams lived in Newton. So, so there's two Ted there Williams in the same two town. Two Ted Williams in the same fucking town. One of them being like at the time like star of the God. world baseball player. Right. Yeah, the Boston God, essentially. I, I want to know what it was like if the mailman fucked up the mail. Like, yeah, can, you, can you imagine, like, there may be autographs of balls and shit that are from the wrong Ted Williams? Right? I mean, like... You just, just said, ah, fuck these kids. And he just wrote <laughs> fuck you to them. And, like, he's like, eat right? shit, go Yankees. Like, yeah. really just to fuck with the kids. Right? You know... You know, don't be a fan of mine. I fucking hate you. Sincerely love Ted Williams. And like just broke kids fucking hearts. Look, I don't know if that he did that. It's just funny. No, to we imagine. don't. But it's, it's funny to joke about. Yeah. But this guy, de- this, this Ted Williams definitely fucking hated my dad. Because my dad was that town like Bart Simpson, essentially. He was the Dennis the Menace, Bart Simpson, troublemaking little fuck. And... um. They were all at this fucking dude's house, which was sort of on a hill uh, with grass, which I don't know, boss. I don't know, Massachusetts. I imagine there's an affluent of those. Um, and this Probably. guy had a, uh, a new screen door. And all his kids egged my dad to kick this fucking screen door. Say, hey, kick it, Ronnie, kick it. And. I don't want to kick it. Kick it, Ronnie. Kick it. I don't fuck you. I don't want to kick it. Kick it, Ronnie. Kick it. He finds it. Oh, fuck. And then just kicked this fucking screen door and Did he kick through it. the screen or just kick the, the big noise? No, he kicked through the fucking screen. His foot is caught inside of it. Oh, Jesus. And, and then they hear, what the fuck was that? And then all the fucking kids just run and scatter and hide in the tall grass. And dad's just standing there with his fucking foot caught in the thing. And he just fucking rips it out. The, the the screen door just just disintegrates, and all the kids are hiding in the tall door. grass. What? If it disintegrates, a pretty shitty screen door. But that's not the well. Way. This is this is 1948. I don't know how amazing screen doors were. That's true. Okay. Have they have they improved in 70 fucking years? No, but they stopped putting them on submarines. Um. So, my dad once he fucking you know, brings his fucking foot back into the free world. He hides behind, you know, sort of hid where everyone else was not hiding. He went sort of down the hill and like away from everybody. And then he looks up and he sees a bunch of fucking woo coming towards him on all these kids. Yeah. Like at least three or four, maybe five just squad cars. And they just start rounding up all these fucking kids, including my uncle Eddie into these fucking squad cars and just loading up, like loading up cattle. <laughs> and they just start driving away. And my dad is the only one who's not grabbed. And he just waits until they're all gone. And then he just bolts and runs back to his apartment house, his apartment complex. Um, and I love, no matter what, how many times my dad has told the story, the story has never changed with like exceptions of him adding a detail when I'm old enough to ask, like, who's this cocksucker's name? Right, right, uh, right. Ted, Ted Williams. What? Ted Williams? Yeah. No, not that Ted Williams. Like last night. Look, it took me 27 years to know what this fucking guy's name was. And I, and I will side note, I think he didn't like my dad because dad had the hots for his daughter. Oh, 
Okay. She was just like, there's that D Georgia kid. I stay away from my daughter. Right, but your dad was, if you told the story, and I'm not saying you're lying, but your dad was 10. Yeah. Well, okay. That didn't stop him. Fair enough. He's Italian. No. Italian no, dude. My, my dad would not give a fuck. I think my dad, like he, I think he lost his virginity pretty early. Okay, well, that's not a story we're going to get into No, no, today. no. I know the story. I'm not going to tell the fucking story, but I know the story. All right, well, um, get back to the screen door and the, the sandwich, because I still yeah, don't, he, know how, he, he I don't know how a sandwich and the screen door tie together. I still want to hear this. I mean, I'm saying, dude, he penetrated the screen door. No, you know, it didn't. Nothing held it back. What's that got to um, do with a sandwich? That's what the point I'm trying to make. Yo, I'll get you the fucking sandwich. I'm, I'm about to eat a piece of chocolate. Calm the fuck down. So... When he told me the story, he told it how he would run up to the apartment building and his mother, my grandmother, Mary, was getting off the bus at the bus stop, which was right in front of their house at the same time. Okay. So they met almost like a scene from a movie, just him sprinting, her getting off the bus, and boom, there they are. And this is one of my favorite parts of the whole fucking story is he said to her, Ma! The cops got Eddie, <laughs> which is such a weird fucking like cavalier. Like, hey, ma, the cops got Eddie. It's Thursday. <laughs> right. And she just said, why? It probably the cops was got Thursday. Guys, she's like, you get inside. I'll take care of this. So she dad goes up to the third story, third floor and makes himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And that's the end. No, I'm fucking lying. Oh, yeah, um, I was going to say, don't. That's that's a shitty ending. Yeah, that's an awful ending. Um, and so he looks outside. He's munching on his sandwich. He looks out the window. And he sees a squad car pull up to the street. And Mary just run over, yank open the fucking uh, door and say, Eddie, get the hell out of that squad car. Eddie gets out of the fucking squad car because you're not going to argue with an Italian Boston lady, are you? Nope. Nope. No. So he's standing off to the side. The cop, more side note, wanted to bang my grandmother apparently like wanted her badly okay i irish cop my dad told me his name last night but i it was some mick o fucking fits something <laughs> the views of rico and his father do not reflect the reviews of potescu and and its associates thank you so much okay <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> That was good, CJ. Thank you. Um, I like getting you from time to time. I don't get it very you, often. So <laughs> you throw, you do occasionally throw me off, and it does make it a little bit sweeter for you. Steph does the same thing. When Steph makes me laugh, it's a personal triumph for her. Totally. Yeah. I, to be fair, both of you are funny, and I do like to laugh. I just laugh a lot on the inside, but when you really make me laugh, it's really a big deal. Um, what do you think I do half the stupid openings that I do? Yeah, that's the secret is you got to catch me off guard. Yeah, that's really because I, I'm always thinking of the next five jokes. When you guys throw me a curveball, I'm like, oh, shit, that was funny. Yeah. Didn't expect that. So anyway, cop wants to bang your grandmother. Yeah, that, that's a thank you. Um, <laughs> the, Officer Omic um, comes over and fucking starts yelling at Mary. And say, you need to take better control of your fucking kids. And she's yelling right back, fuck you, my kids are fine, my kids are fine. 
And my dad's upstairs just looking at this fucking cop, just shake his finger in his mother's face and scream at her and talking shit about himself, basically. So he just takes a sandwich, reaches out, holding it, and drops the fucking thing. Right. He wait, wait, he drops a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the cop. On the cop's head. Okay, because that's not so assault of a police officer in any way. What are they going to do? Arrest a fucking minor? They already were trying to for the screen door. No, they arrested. They they took him home, basically, and oh, yelled okay. at the parents. It was This gotcha. was more of like, your kid's a fucking asshole. Take care of your kids. Right. It wasn't, let's shoot them and then you know charge them. So, on the fucking cop. Sandwich lands on the fucking ground. The cop looks up at my dad, realizes what the fuck just happened, yells at Mary and says, see, your fucking kids are out of control. And here's the punchline. Mary yells up at Ronnie and says, Ronnie, did you throw that peanut butter and jelly sandwich down here? And Ronnie says, no, ma, it slipped. And she turns to the cop and says, there you see, it fucking slipped. Nice. Yeah. Mom always protecting their cubs. Yeah, I, she was a weird one, man. Like, I don't. A lot of the stories that I know of her are not happy PC fucking stories. Like, well, it's, I mean, look, it's it's Irish Boston, it's Italian Irish Boston in the forties. It's not going to be very PC. Let's be real about it. It's not going to be. It's not going to be PC. And I and I actually will share one story. There's one that okay. I will I will not share unless like, because I have like, I have a funny food story. It's not. Irish or St. Patrick's Day related, but it involves me being embarrassed as shit and it's food related. So, go ahead, you tell that story because mine is all about racism. So go ahead. Yeah, let's not do that today. Um, it's, it's... Save that one for the round table. How's that? There you go. No, no. Okay. No. Well, I, I, I don't know the talking. story. I was trying to make it fit. I don't know. Anyway, ain't gonna fit. So the, <laughs> that's what she said. Um. <laughs> all right let me hear your fucking food story did i ever tell you about the campground we used to go to did i ever bring that no. up okay so we used to go to so. the, so. we used to go to this campground every summer we had a site with it and it's when i say campground it's not like roughing it camping is this where you had like a cornfield or something? There was like a dude dressed up as Michael Myers and scared yes, the shit out of someone. Same, same okay, campsite. I do, I, do, I, I do know this. Yeah. Okay. Not th- that's not related to the story in any way, except that it took place at the campsite. But Got outside, it. Of, yeah. So we're down there, and it's. Do I get credit for remembering that? By the way, totally. Uh-huh. Props to you, because um, half the time I don't think you pay attention to what I say. So what? Exactly. So, um, in the in the campground, it's it's like a Tuesday in the summer. So there was a bunch of us. We all had trailers in like this like courtyard ish, so, but not a full courtyard because there was ways out, but it was still shaped that way. If you know what I uh-huh. mean. So we knew everyone, and so breakfast would generally be a rotational thing. And what I mean by that is you would start at one person's trailer and rotate from trailer to trailer. And by the time you were done, you had a full breakfast, right? Okay. So, and it generally would, and it would also start and end at the same place. Do you know what I mean? So you would start at one place, kind of circle around and end at the same place. Right? Makes sense. Our trailer was usually the start 
end point for breakfast. Okay. The beginning so, and the end. But yeah, exactly. It would circle all the way around and kind of double back to our place. So What would you serve? Oh, it's typical breakfast stuff. Bacon, eggs, sausage, muffins, toast, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and <sighs> we were sitting there, and there was this girl I had a thing for forever. It did not, there was part of this circle that would, you know, make the rounds or whatever. But mm-hmm. she did not view me the same way I viewed her. It just. How old, how, how old were you in this? 14. Okay. You're right in the middle of fucking puberty. So you're just like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah your yeah. eyes are just bleaking calm. I get it. And 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 kind of to your dad's thing, you were saying about how young he was. I wasn't that young, but I also never went through that girls are icky thing. Right. Like I've never. Oh I, yeah, I wanted cooties too. I was like, give me their cooties. Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. So in any event, I guess that's the Italian in us. It has to be right. Like that's. Oh the... yeah, it's got to be some fucking Italian's just like I'll fucking get an SPD <laughs> at seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Right. But I, at one point, her cousin started coming to the place, to the camp. Oh, uh, I, I, I like that P.S. coming to the place. No, uh-huh. I, I didn't mean to pause like that. But she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she started coming down and I, she was attractive too. And so one day we're sitting there and it's me. It started off with me and my buddy. And and the girl I like's older sister, just the three of us hanging out. Uh, hold, wait, there was a yeah. cousin. So the, there's an, also an older sister. Correct. Correct. Nice. So the girl you like, her older sister, and the cousin, and then your friend and you. Right. But okay. it, but it started with just me, my friend, and the older sister. Because like I said, people would rotate. The only people who didn't rotate the breakfast shift basically was always me because my mom was kind of like the start and end point. So there was no point in me rotating. But a lot of other people I gotta, did. I got to tell you, man, this is the weirdest orgy story I've heard so far. <laughs> it's not, Stop it. Um, <laughs> you're going to like how this ends. You are going to like how this ends. I don't like how it ends, but you're going to fucking love it. So... Right. um. Mom's gotten done making all the food and whatever, so she's inside the trailer, and we're all just kind of hanging out. And I can tell you that it's Halloween weekend, right? So this this is the Michael Myers one. Well, it's it's the same time of year, but I don't know if it's the same weekend Story. as the it's Michael Myers. Uh, uh, okay, okay. It's that same time of year, but I, I I went to this place for a number of years, so I don't remember if it's the same year. Um, but the point is, we're all hanging out, and it's. And we're sitting there and having breakfast and whatever. And the older sister who I am friends with is, and I'm not going to use her name and she would hate that I'm saying this, but she was going through that that time of the month, if you will. Shark week? Yes. <laughs> shark week. And her shark week. <laughs> For the were- record, I didn't come up with that. I've had many girlfriends come up with that. They volunteered that. That's not a sexist thing. That's a woman statement right there. I, I like it though. And so to stick with the parlance, her shark was rather fierce. We'll put it that way. It was great and white. Yeah, it was. It was the jaws of this time. <laughs> she called um, it Bruce. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it, my, it ate Robert Shaw. <laughs> oh God! But my my friend, <laughs> you made yourself laugh on that one. I mean, I made myself laugh. Oh fuck! That was funny. Go ahead. All right, your friend who's my, is going through an uncomfortable time. Go ahead. No, my friend is dating her, right? 
they're dating because he's a year older than me, so they're about fifteen at this point. I'd say yeah. 15, 16. And she was no way going to go out with a fourteen year old. I get it. Right. And he had brought down a five pound bag of mixed candy because it's Halloween. Like he brought it. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, because they also do trick or treating at this place, like the younger kids would go around to the different campsites and trick or treat. Like that was a thing. So he brought sure. that down to help contribute to that part of the weekend's festivities. And my friend, it, or the the girl, the older girl, is sitting on his lap and picking out all the mini tootsie rolls that are in this bag. Okay. I'll just use her name because she's never going to listen to it. So her name's Christy. It's Christy, and then my friend is Steve, and then Christy and a what? Steve. Steve is the guy. Uh, Steve. I heard a steep. No, Steve. So Christy's sitting on Steve's lap, and we're all sitting around shooting the shit, and she's picking out the Tootsie Rolls out Mm -hmm. of this this five-pound bag of candy, big-ass bag of candy, and putting them in a pile and then anything else, but she's not like looking for them. She's literally randomly reaching in, pulling out a piece of candy. And if it's not a Tootsie Roll, she's throwing it at my head. (laughs) What the fuck? Just because. I mean, we're all super close. Like this is not like, like I just know her because they're dating. Like I'm super close with this person. So do you still know her? Yeah, but it's gotten ugly and it's not worth getting into right now. But yes, um, and so she's throwing all this can- and after like I want to say an hour of this like I put up with it for a while I kind of got frustrated with it and I picked up an English muffin and I winged it at her <laughs> right <laughs> yeah now there's a tub of country crock butter are you familiar with country crock butter yeah 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 okay. I, I don't know if it's a thing. So the, anyway, the other, I can't believe it's not butter. It's more basically it's margarine. Butter, but yeah, it's a yeah. big thing of margarine. Is sitting the big the big gray container, right? Brownish gray, whatever. I'm not going to argue yeah. over the color, but yeah. yeah. Um, and while this is happening, her sister, who I liked, the younger sister, and the cousin, who I also liked, have now come and sat down and hung out with us. This before I threw the English muffin. She stands up, rips the lid off the tub of the country cock, because there's a big-ass tub of it sitting on the table, puts her hand in it, pulls out a softball size of thing of butter, and smears it down the side of my face. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, that's not the punchline, much like your peanut butter jelly sand story, yeah. right? So I freak the fuck out. Everyone's laughing their balls off for those who have them, you know, and just laughing like crazy. My mom comes out of the trailer, assesses the situation, turns to Christy and yells at her, not for smearing butter on my face, but says to her, next time you're going to do that, use a spoon first. Oh, God. Yeah, quick, that sounds like your mom and my dad would have got along. I don't know, but quick caveat to that. So that happened in October. My mom's birthday is in June. She's right around your birthday, right? Right. So for my mom's birthday the following year, Christy got oh. her a tub of country cock as a, a present, like a... 
country cock? <laughs> country crock, I said. The no, butter. you said country no, cock. No, I did not. You heard. Yes, you... Just no, because... you're going to hear... You said it once before when you were... You said it quickly, but you said country cock. You definitely said country cock just now. No, I did not. But anyway... You, you were going to listen to all the recording. You're going to be like, motherfucker. Well, anyway... She so gave someone her... smeared country cock in your face. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Go ahead. Have another beer, Lush. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> she um. Now we're really no. getting Irish, right? So oh, fucking lighty, 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 lighty. Oh my god, I'm crying. The the caveat is she gave her a, a tub of butter for her birthday the next year to replace. That's, that's yeah. good, man. I, you know, a giant tub of country cock to spit on your face. I love it. So, all right, I think that, that's ne- that's never going away. By the way, it's forever. Fuck me sending you coffee. I'm sending you a giant fucking dildo with like butter country here. written on it, butter and like just the word country on it. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, if you really are that sensitive, I won't do it. You really want to send a cock to another man? Are you going to use it? No. Then what's the problem? <laughs> Good night, everybody. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Podeskew, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at Podeskew PR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Do you like apples? Yeah. yeah. Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? Damn it! Pa! Pa! Ask you! Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia.